and we're back. Thank you for being here. Um, this is day two, and we have a lot more surprises um, and a lot more speakers coming up and the rest of the day. So stay tuned, uh, stay here in the Facebook group um, and LinkedIn or in YouTube. You can always listen in and you can always catch the replay later. Um, make sure you put at um, hashtag replay or at live. We will be handing out prices really soon. So we're gonna be looking at those comments, who's commenting, um, who's putting the hashtag BAI22 and make sure you tag a more umbrella that is the organizer of this event and um, and we'll be calling you out we got a, a song photo cheeky prices some gift cards uh, some games that we're going to be giving out and a lot more surprises later so let's move forward with our next speaker we're going to be welcoming Tiffany uh, in the art of science and scaling beyond yourself. She is, um, she started as a virtual assistant, a freelance graphic designer. And now she's, um, she's, she's, uh, she created the scale your brand method based on her own belief that every business will have a confident brand identity and a scalable system to grow. She also founded the Solo Collaborative Community and is a branding assistant coach and consultant. So with that, further ado, I'm looking forward to her presentation. I hope you do. Please uh, turn in and Q&A. And let's play it. Hey, hey, Business and Art Infusion Virtual Summit crew, hello. I wanna give a huge shout out to Nyorka for organizing this whole summit. Hasn't she done a fantastic job? So much value already and so much more to come. Well, my story starts when I was completely burnt out with my last job. I had been running a small nonprofit and I was managing 12 people and I hated it. I was also newly married, so I was just done. I needed a change. That's when I decided to start my own business. I felt like the, I was convinced that this new business held the promise of the freedom of being my own boss and the flexibility to spend time with the family that my new husband and I were hoping to start. But I was determined to stay solo because all I thought was that I, all I expected was headaches and frustration of managing people. I didn't want that. So over the next year or so, I worked to build my business and I was getting more and more clients and it was going really well, but I still wasn't making as much money as I had hoped. So the only obvious answer to me was to work harder and more and longer, but I already hardly had the time for even the occasional date night. Plus, I was overwhelmed by all the things that went into running a business that I wasn't expecting. <sighs> One summer, 
my husband's family invited us to go on a vacation with them to a Florida beach house. We were so excited and so ready for a real vacation. The first night we got there, the rest of the family sat by the pool laughing and relaxing and enjoying the view and I found a quiet balcony to set up my laptop and catch up on all the work that I had missed out on doing because we'd just been in the car for two days. Even as I listened to the muffled chatter from the other side of the house, I told myself, I am living the dream. I'm working on the beach. I have arrived. But the rest of the vacation, I spent several hours every day working while my family spent the days on the beach. So one day, my husband found me in my makeshift office and he sat down and he said, Tiffany, we gotta talk. This whole business thing isn't working. You are working all the time. You don't even have time to enjoy this vacation or spend time with me. Plus, you're not even making the money that you thought you would. Something's gotta change. Oof, my heart sank. He was right, and I knew it, but I already didn't feel like I could walk away from the business for one second because at that point, not working meant not making any money. Plus, I didn't wanna let my clients down. Oof. So I had a choice to make. I needed to either quit and get a job or I had to figure out this business thing. There had to be a way to make more money, help more clients, not burn myself out or alienate my husband, right? And resilient, and I was able to figure it out. It took me a lot of years of a lot of trial and error, but fast forward 12 years, and now I have a business that has the capacity to serve more clients than I can on my own. I have a team that I love and my clients love them and I don't dread managing my team. And here's the kicker. Last year, my husband and son and my family went to Hawaii for three whole weeks and I was completely unplugged. The business kept running and making money and I wasn't even working. It felt amazing. Finally, I had the freedom and the flexibility that I wanted from my business. Now, I know that my story is not terribly unique. Like there are many people who have left a job to start a business in search of freedom and flexibility and things are going great at the start, but then they start to realize that they, that they need more, but they don't have the time or energy to do any more. Maybe this sounds like you? Friends, I believe that solopreneurs have the power to change the world. There are more solopreneurs than ever before in our world right now. Do you know that in 2021, 51.1 million solopreneurs were in the United States? And that was up 34% from the year 2020. Solopreneurs can change the world. We have the passion and motivation to transform our clients. 
We have the perseverance and resourcefulness to, to stick to it even when things get hard. And we have the nimbleness to easily adapt for the sake of our clients or for our business or even for ourselves. But we can't change the world if we're overworked, overwhelmed, and stuck. We've got to be able to grow a sustainable and profitable business. So for the last 12 years, I have helped solopreneurs grow their businesses. And for the next 10 minutes or so, I want to share with you how you can grow a thriving business without overdoing it yourself. We are all on a journey in our business. Think of it like a staircase where there, we're taking one step after another, up and up and up, growing our business every day. And every business goes through four stages. We all go through them. Every business goes through these four stages in this order. The steps, the actual steps might look a little different for each, but everybody goes through these same four stages. The first stage is emerge. This is simply the idea stage where you're starting to set things up. Then you move into the grow stage. This is where you're really going to start experimenting with things. You're going to start testing out your offer and your pricing and your marketing message and see what really works and attracts people, what works and what doesn't. You're going to start getting more clients and you're going to start thinking it's working. Woohoo! You'll be excited, but you're also going to be frustrated because there is a lot of trial and error. You're going to feel stuck and beat your head against the wall. You're going to, there's going to be a lot of learning because you have to be experimenting and testing things out and working, thing out, working them out and tweaking them until you find the magic combination. Once you find that magic combination, then you're in the scale stage. Now, this is when you have documented systems. This is when you have a team. This is when your business no longer relies on you. This is when you have the capacity to serve more clients and make more money. You feel like it's the sweet spot, like things are, you're confident and calm and you're not doing everything yourself. And then the fourth stage is simply exit. This is as you're starting to think about how you're going to exit the business. So now the word scaling is kind of become a buzzword lately. Everybody wants to wants you to scale your business, but until you have spent adequate time in the grow stage, testing and finding the right magic formula for your business, you can't start scaling. You can't get to the scaling part. So it's important for you to understand and recognize where you are on this staircase so that you don't take that you don't, that you know what the next step is for you and that you don't try to go too far too fast and end up falling flat. Okay, so how do we move from the grow to scale stage? Well, first of all, you need to understand that you will spend a lot of time in the grow stage. You might be there right now and that's totally fine. Um, because this is the experiment stage. So if that's where you're at, you're in a great spot. The ideal, of course, would be to get to the scale stage as soon as you can, right? Like that, because that's where things are really humming. But you can't do that until you have a solid foundation from your growth stage. So what drives the upward movement that we're going for? Well, that is the art and science of scaling. 
the art and science of scaling is going to be what propels your movement. And to do this, we got to focus on two areas simultaneously in your business to be able to get into the scale stage. The stronger that you are in both of these areas, the more you move up. And once both are equally strong, that's when you know that you're living in the scale stage. So the first, we'll talk about the art of scaling. The first thing that you need to understand is your brand clarity. Now, a lot of times people think brand, they think logo. Your brand is much more than your logo. It's actually knowing who you are as a business, who you help, and how you're going to help them. Now, I know that sounds very simple, but my client, Marissa, she was a private coaching client and she had started her business as a freelance graphic designer. She had started right out of college. And so for the first couple of years of her business, she was just in that mode of accepting any job and any client. But, and so for the first couple of years, she was pretty successful, but she was also really frustrated because she kept attracting the wrong clients. They would negotiate her prices down. They complained about her work. They would ask her to do more than she agreed to do. She, in fact, she had one client that when the phone rang and her number popped up on the caller ID, Marissa physically cringed and dreaded picking up that phone. I've been there. I understood. So Marissa really wanted to help grow her business and serve more people, but the people she was attracting were sucking her dry. So Marissa and I worked together on her brand clarity and she got clearer on her brand, on her business's identity, the values and the personality and the stories that for, that were her essence, her business's essence. Then we got clear on who she actually wanted to work with who she liked to work with, who appreciated her, and who paid her what she was worth. And then we figured out how to communicate and attract those type of people to her. She became so much more confident in her brand that she was more clearly and compellingly explaining how she could help people. She was using language that helped clients self-identify. And within one month, she attracted more of the right client than she had all year long. Brand clarity is your essence. It's the basis of all your marketing and it is the culture that you're crafting. Without a strong brand clarity, you're gonna have vague and confusing messaging. You're going to attract clients and team members who suck your energy, time, and money. We don't want that. So that's the art side of scaling, understanding who you are and your brand clarity. The science side, the second side is operational efficiency. This is about how you deliver your service or product. It's what you promised in your marketing and sales your brand clarity, by the way. This is how, this is when you start documenting systems where you're delegating and hiring a team, where you are working on becoming more efficient and effective in how you operate and deliver your product or service. Remember that, that Hawaiian vacation that I talked, told you about that I went on last year, where I was able to unplug for three whole months 
excuse me, three whole weeks, that'd be nice, three whole weeks, it was because I had this operational efficiency dialed in. It was because I had worked hard to hire the right team um, who aligned with my brand. I had, and I had documented the way that I wanted my clients served and trained them on those systems. Now note that before I had a strong brand, that I had, before I had strong brand clarity, I would hire team members who didn't align with my mission or were difficult to work with. It was a nightmare. And then before, once I got clear on the brand clarity, but one, before I had the systems in place, then I was hiring team members who were doing any old, doing things any old way and it caused chaos. And I was micromanaging and fi fixing mistakes. But when I had both of these strong, that's when I moved my business into the scale stage. That's when I could leave on vacation for three solid weeks unplugged. Now these two things do not stand alone. They interact, they influence each other. If you were to work on your brand, but not have strong operations, you're gonna promise a lot, but you're gonna to fail to serve the clients well. You're not gonna deliver on what you promised. The clients are gonna run out the back door. And on the flip side, if you had strong operations, but weak brand clarity, you might deliver a great product, but you're gonna attract bad clients. You're gonna attract poor team members and you're gonna have more headaches than you want. I actually heard a story of a saleswoman who was selling high-priced software that she had created. She was a great saleswoman. She was very compelling and convincing. Her sales pitch was perfect. People loved the idea and put down thousands of dollars to buy this software. She was rocking it. The problem came that when people got into the software, it didn't work and it didn't do what the saleswoman had promised. So it left her, her customers feeling duped and furious. They demanded refunds, they left bad reviews. That's not what we want. By focusing on your brand clarity and your operational efficiency together, they have to work together to propel you up the staircase. That's going to be where you start seeing the growth. Even as you're working on brand clarity and operational efficiency in the growth stage, that's going to be what propels you up the staircase and eventually propels you into the scale stage. No matter where you're at on this staircase, if you stay focused on, your, on developing your brand clarity and operational efficiency where you're at, inevitably you will increase your capacity and be, to begin to scale your business. I promise. <clears throat> Let me get my, get back here. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Oops. All right. It, it's inevitable. Like if you focus on this brain clarity and this operational efficiency, I promise that you will start increasing your capacity and begin to scale your business. Now I coach solopreneurs every day who are driven by their passion and their mission to impact the lives and businesses of their clients. I help them move from grow to scale. 
And one of the most common challenges that I see solopreneurs is how lonely it can be to run a business on your own. Having to make all the decisions alone, having to wear the hats and putting out all the fires, not even having anybody who really understands what you're going through to talk through challenges with. It can be really hard. I remember how frustrated I was when my husband confronted me and I realized that the business thing wasn't working out how I'd hoped, but I didn't know what to do or how to do it to make it work. I needed other people. I needed other solopreneurs to show me the way, but that was really hard to find. I am on a personal mission by the year 2030 to help 10,000 solopreneurs grow their businesses. I do believe that we can change the world. We can do it if we build sustainable, profitable businesses that feed our soul. But we can't do it alone. So that's why I created a free community just for solopreneurs. It's called the Solo Collaborative Community. It's a free, private Facebook community for solopreneurs to band together and grow their powerful businesses. So whether you are just getting started or you're elbow deep in the experimentation and grow phase, or you're even working into the scale stage, this group could be the community that you are looking for. It's like-minded business owners who can support you, who can cheer you on, who can connect you as you climb the staircase of building your business. We're all on the same path. But only solopreneurs can truly understand what it's like to run a business on your own. So as you travel this path, come join me in the Solo Collaborative community. I want you to be able to learn from me and the others in the group to help move up this staircase faster. As you travel this path, picture a day when you have, when you, when you have a team who runs the business without you. Picture a day when you are helping more clients than you ever could on your own. Picture a day when you are making more revenue without maxing out your time and energy. That is what everyone in the Solo Collaborative community is working towards too. I put the link at the bottom of the screen or just search Facebook for Solo Collaborative. But come join us and let's build our world-changing businesses together. Hello, Narika. How are you? Hello. That was amazing presentation. Thank you. It was Blank. fun to watch it. <laughs> yes. No, you did amazingly. I think um, great content, brand clarity. That's something that every entrepreneur struggle with. Uh, it you hurts know. my heart when I see people who are clearly either not clear on what they're doing or undermine what they're doing because of the way they're presenting themselves. It literally, like I feel it. <laughs> yeah, when brand clarity, and, and because I think I had such a struggle with it in the beginning. So yeah, that brand clarity is crucial. Absolutely. Yes, I think it's amazing and how you lay it out from how to go from from just the idea, the blank clarity, uh, to growth, to 
scaling to exit that that, that really helps a lot of people mm -hmm. um, yeah we i know it helped me to even recognize that i'm in the growth stage in some places and i'm in like scale stage in some places so it kind of i think it gave me a little grace to go okay it's okay to be experimenting here uh and one day i'll get that to the, get to the scale stage <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I ever want to stop experimenting. Yes. <laughs> like I said, you are the queen of experimenting and I love it. It's so awesome to watch you just move and get stuff done and you take action. I love it. It's awesome. Thank you. It's the fun stage, right? Mm -hmm. But um, we test our ideas and sometimes we have to test it more than once. Um, we have some questions for you. Sure. And we have definitely a lot of comments. Um, a lot of people turn in. So let's start with the comments. Yeah. You say, working as smarter, no harder is always a challenge, but no insurmountable. For sure. Uh, it's a challenge spot, and I cannot see the names. Um, okay. So let's uh, merge experiment then. She back. She said, yes, confusion and text trials. You know, of course, I comment that I love the experimental space. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and defining who you help. I think that that's a very important question to ask. Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes we have an idea and we end up helping somebody else. Right. right? Yeah. Right. That is a surprise. <laughs> right. That's so true. Or have you ever been in a networking meeting or somewhere where people say, I help anyone who? And what that does is no one recognizes that you can help them or no one recognizes that they know somebody that you could help. So getting what I have found, as hard as it is, because we all want to help everybody and anybody who will pay us especially. But what, what I have found is that the clearer that you can really figure out who are the people that you want to help, who you actually, now here's the thing. What does that mean? Who you like to work with? Because there are people that we don't want to work with and that's okay. There are other people out there, other businesses that can help them. So you don't have to work with everybody. So who do you like to work with? Who aligns with your personality, your core values? And who's going to value you and pay you what you're worth? Because, I mean, like that story I told about Marissa, she was attracting people who paid her, who wanted to pay her, but they didn't want to pay her what she was worth. She didn't like working with them. So that makes a really miserable business. So we get to define who that is. So defining who that really is and who that really is is going to align with who you are. So that means that you have to know who you are. So again, which goes back to the brain clarity. Yeah, it's a discovery process. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. think it's easy, uh, it make it a little bit easier uh, to kind of take off the people that you don't like to work with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's easier to find those people, isn't it? <laughs> right, right. But at least when you start recognizing who you are, what your company personality, what your core values are, then you can use that as kind of a measuring stick of, does this person align with that? Yes or no. If they do, great. They could be a great prospect or a great partner or, you know, a great team member. If they don't, then great. Then they can, then you free both of you to go for them to go find somebody else who can help them. Yeah. 
Well, I have, she was saying this was a fabulous uh, presentation. Thanks, Emma. <laughs> and she knows it's painful. Um, I'm assuming she's talking about a blind clarity. The blind clarity, yeah. Yeah, and, and being able to figure that out. Get that, yeah, clarity is so hard. And she had a question. What do you suggest we do when we get stuck between stages? Sure. So I'm going to say that there isn't, there's not a, a clear definition between the stages. So there isn't a, I'm in this one versus this one. Um, I think it's more recognizing where are you more experimenting or do you feel like you got to figure it out? Um, and so, and, and a perfect example of this is, so I have, I've built Lone Orange as a graphic design and branding business. And that business, I have the brand clarity and I have, I've gotten that clearly into scale. I can leave that business on its own and my team can run it because we have the systems, we have the operational efficiency. But I have also created a coaching side that I love, but I'm clearly back in the experimenting stage because I'm still figuring out what people need and how I can best serve them there. So it is, um, so I'm actually in both camps very clearly. So. I think when you get to the point where when you're in that growth stage and that experiment stage, when you're starting to, you kind of feel that flywheel hit, like you're getting the momentum of, okay, I'm saying what I'm saying and people are getting it and people are buying. That's when you have kind of your magic formula started to figure out. Then you can start figuring out how you're going to systematize that. Make yourself more efficient, make your team more efficient, start hiring a team wherever you're at in that. And then once you're there, once you have those systems in place, once you've got a team in place, then that's when you're very clearly in the scale stage. But I would, and that's why I did, did the illustration as a stair step because there are multiple steps in each stage. Um, there isn't a, you are on this flight and, or this landing and this is growth stage and now you step up one and this is the next landing. There are a lot of steps in each of those stages that you're going to constantly be moving up and getting closer and closer. But it's once, I would say you're clearly in the, the scale stage when you have your, your systems figured out, when you have your team, um, that's when you know that things are, are pumping on all cylinders. I hope that that helps, Sheva. I think it does help me uh, to recognize that I'm, I'm also in both stages, right? And in the, in the growth mm -hmm. stage and the scale, um, you know, I'm bringing, <laughs> when you bring other people, <laughs> yeah, that, that really matters. Uh, Cause it's yeah. a little bit more. Yes, you get, your hands get free a little bit more, but uh, yeah. then you have to manage it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yes. And you know, I will say that that when I, because I, when I got into business, I said, I did not want to have any employees like that to me was the definition of hell <laughs> because that was going to be, you know, the headaches and the frustration and the micromanaging. And what I have since found is that because I was able to document the systems and document things the way that I wanted them done, the lone orange way, and then train my people, my team on that, that's how I could trust them to do it. It's when I'm not clear on how I want things done or why I want things done a certain way that that's when the management side gets frustrating because they're not doing it the way you expect them to do it, but you didn't communicate that to them. So how are they supposed to do it your way? So the, the secret there 
behind not managing or not micromanaging, not having the frustration of the headaches is getting clear on those systems and being able to train those people. Now, in order to be able to do that, you got to have your brand clarity. <laughs> so that's why they're, that's why the, the infinity symbol, because they're constantly, it's a constant movement between the two. They're constantly impacting each other and influencing each other. And it goes back to communication because you have to be clear mm -hmm. on what you want them to do. Sometimes you Absolutely. have to report to a little circle here, do these. Uh -huh. <laughs> right, right. And, and it may seem so obvious to us, but the more you learn, the more you communicate with people, the more you realize that what's obvious to you is not obvious to them. And what's obvious to them is not obvious to you. Um, you know, I know we had a, a communications expert on earlier today and, you know, it's just, it's that same thing. It's that understanding that we all, we all have our perspectives and we've got to communicate to each other. And um, our communication has to be received, you know, and we have to pay attention to how that communication is received. Yeah, that's definitely a great point. Mm -hmm. And we have, uh, yeah, they they're agreeing with you, and uh, okay, you asked that answer a question. He say that is uh, somebody say that great presentation and was very super informative. Cool, thank you. Thank you. Well, that was helpful. Well, thank you for joining us. I think it was amazing it will help so many people how can they contact you so the easiest thing is it okay if i put the link in the the facebook group Definitely. um the easiest thing would be come join us in the solo collaborative community um and so i put that link in the facebook uh group so come join us over there um but of course i'm on facebook and linkedin and instagram my website is loneorange.com um but and so in any of those places you can you can come meet me but and I'd love what, to, to talk to you and get to know you. And that's why you had that long orange in the background. Yes, that's right. You saw it. <laughs> Part of my branding. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. And really, New Yorker, thank you so much for putting this together. I know this is a lot of work. <laughs> and I, if I were you, I'd be like flat on my back right now. So you are doing an amazing job. And thank you for doing all this and giving all of the speakers the opportunity to have their voice shared. And for all the people who are watching, all the participants, for being able to learn from all this wisdom. This is a really remarkable thing. So high five to you. <laughs> high five to you. Well, thank you for being here. I think your message matters. Uh, and that's what I put it together because everybody that show up and they collaborated with the message is one piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. <laughs> that we all mm -hmm. need to figure out. And so, true. so I hope everybody that's watching live, put live and share with others that need to hear the message because it, the replay is going to be available for you as well. Um, so come in your own time anytime and listen because it's needed yes, thank you absolutely great thank you now have a great day you too bye and stay tuned we have another speaker coming up in a couple minutes so